Good evening, Patriots. And it's still Wednesday, January 26th in the year 2020. And our world is just as crazy as it was two hours ago and definitely not any more sane than it was yesterday. We are dealing in a crazy time, as we know. And it's a time, I think, that we have more visibility than ever on the sort of threat that we face and what it's going to take us in our faith to get through it. And so we're going to dig into that a little bit tonight. Before we begin, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. Scroll on down to the radio listeners box when you get there. Check out the amazing sales on MyPillow. Those are include things like the flash sale right now on Giza Dream Sheets as low as $39.99 for the full set. That's over 60% savings. That's fantastic. You can get those savings by using your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, B-A-R-D-S. And you can use that promo code anywhere on the frankspeech.com site or the MyStore site as well as the MyPillow site, MyPillow.com, MyStore, and the frankspeech.com site. Other great savings include my slippers, 50% off. You've got the buy six the six piece towel set for $39.99. Sleepwear right now is on sale. And you've got 50% off for men's and women's sleepwear. It's like the one-stop happiness shop over there on my pillow. So go on over to mypillow.com. Use your promo code BARDS B-A-R-D-S. Check out on the on the radio listeners box on the front page or go to the BARDS. The Bards page, which is mypillow.com forward slash Bards. That's the Bards landing page. Just cruise through the site. Hundreds of products, great specials. Use your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. Also, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com is the Bards branded coffee. It's the coffee for our time. It gives you all the energy you need to boost your, boost your immune system, give you that mental focus for the whole day, boost your serotonin. And you add that to the other products that are on that site, which are a whole health ecosystem, which include the gut health triad, which help heal and seal your gut and keep you from having leaky gut syndrome, which is one of the critical problems of health in our nation. Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. We have Pure 47, which is one of the most refined silver extracts currently on the market. You can isolate all of the pathogens in your body, including the SARS-CoV-2, bioweapons, even HIV, and which is probably a good idea because Fochi developed HIV. And you have the Earth product, which is a full-body nutrient supplement. Take one scoop a day for the full day. All of these products work together to create just an awesome ecosystem of health products to reclaim our health sovereignty and keep us healthy and strong in this period and continuing forward so we don't have to rely on the internment camps known as hospitals and the biomedical industry, which is trying to kill us. So again, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. Finally, The Founders Bible, TheFoundersBible.com. Head on over there. Check out the Bible for our time. It's an NASB 1995 edition. Use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, in the coupon checkout section in the when you check out and get 20% off on those Bibles, this is a Bible that is really for our time with our founding do- father's documents worked within scripture, an amazing lesson in God's word and how our founding fathers use scripture as a living language. Again, thefoundersbible.com, promo code BARDS. I'm going to read a little bit here from 
Ephesians 6. And it'll start here tonight. 6.1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you, so that you may live long on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Right there is probably our most important reset point and probably our biggest challenge as a nation. We have lost that connection and that godly respect for what it is to be both a child and be the parent in so many families. And for the families that are working so hard to do this, this is a passage really that should be on our family walls. And we should be pushing this out there into our neighbors and our, our people we know in our community. Our schools right now have left scripture behind. They've just thrown it out the window. And we know that. You can't, you can't speak anything godly in schools, in a public school setting. This has been engineered. And, you know, we heard these threats for our, through our lifetime, all of us. And I would say for the most part, we kind of shrugged our shoulders at it like, yeah, whatever. Well, now we're seeing the consequence of what it happens when you take God out of our classrooms, God out of government, God out of everything. We cannot exist as a nation like that. The Declaration of Independence is a powerful document. It's a document that I always pivot back to, even when we talk about doing constitutional counties or constitutional sanctuary counties. The Declaration of Independence has to be that founding place where we start. And it's the one reason this document in particular is so reviled by the left. They don't like you to think of this document as part of our official documents. They have you focus on the Constitution. That's not by accident. They wage war against the Bill of Rights, and they want you to focus on the Constitution. And the Bill of Rights is an interesting one because as you, if you know the history we had the Federalist Papers, which were 85 papers trying to convince people to accept the Constitution and build a federal government. And it was a handful of states that held out signing on to that until they got the Bill of Rights. That's important because that reality shows that there were a handful of states that realized the Constitution wasn't set up to help the people. It was a contract more about how government can control the people. So it's important to keep that in mind. And when we look at the Bill of Rights, the Constitution's an empty document without the Bill of Rights. And that's when you look at the war that's being waged and has been waged for years, they want the Declaration of Independence seen as a separate document as unrelated to the founding documents of our nation. In fact, you'll hear things like, oh, that, was a, that document is not officially part of the government at the time. Well, yes, it is. And yes, it is part of our founding documents because it was, it was approved by the Continental Congress. That was the official body at that time. The, Cong, the, the Continental Congress that was under the charter they were working on was replaced by the, by the Constitution. And it's not that it's not a good document, but it didn't have the meat that it needed until you had the Bill of Rights. And so the left wages war, or I just should say deep state. It's not the left. It's the right just as well. These, these trolls that, that they call themselves politicians are ridiculous. They weighed, weighed, waged a two-path war, once again, one against the Declaration of Independence and one against the Bill of Rights. 
And when you pair those out, you don't have much in the Constitution that gives you much of anything. In fact, that's what gives them the right or the argument base to say, it's a living Constitution, we need to redraft it into something crazy, like with stupid stuff like health care is a human right. <laughs> in other words, receiving four shots a year is your human right. Take it, people. There you go. Well, you're welcome to that human right. And we'll just watch you all just drop like flies. Could be a self-selection thing. That's kind of Darwinian in its na in nature. And I hate Darwin. But it's like, huh, maybe Darwin had a point. Stupid people get stupid prizes, get stupid rewards. There you go. Well, anyway, I want to read a little bit of the Declaration of Independence. And I, I think it's really important that we continue to keep our eyes on this document. I'm going to start with the opening paragraph. The unanimous de declaration of the 13 United States of America. I would, by the way, I'd love to hear that read something like the unanimous in the modern version, the unanimous declaration of the 1000 counties in the United States of America, something like that. When the, when in the course of human events, it became necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands with which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth a se the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and the laws of God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the cause which impelled them to the separation. And I'll tell you, this is so you could just imagine a thousand counties today doing writing this, just using this as a template and changing the 13 colonies to a thousand counties or 2,000 counties. That would rock. So it goes on. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So as I've said so many times, that first sentence in the second paragraph is so profound because that establishes above all things that we have God on the throne above this nation. When you think about why this is so significant, I mean, obviously it's significant in the, in the content, but think about this. At the time, the governments around the world were monarchies ruled which were with kings or queens ruling them. Our founding fathers basically said, okay, we're going to start this country as a monarchy. But y'all over here with, with these two-bit traders and, and Ponzi artists calling themselves kings, we're not going to give us, we're not going to take that. We're going to put the one and only king, our God, above all things, the God, one God, the only God, the true God, above all things of this nation. And where the left has tried to, the deep state has tried to manipulate is to say their creator. Their creator was only one. Our founding fathers understood exactly what they were talking about. This was through Christ Jesus to the Father. Very simple. No question about that. Okay? So, when we put God on the throne above this nation, and we are walking that way. This is how this nation was intended to be established. You talk about an experiment of, of magnitude never before conceived where we don't have a physical, breathing human being in the chair of the throne. We have the one. We have God. Like, it's it, man. You can't get bigger than that. Hey, God, yeah, well, guess what we've voted? We've decided. I'm listening. I want. We want you to be 
above all things in this nation. Hmm. Sounds like a good deal. What do I need to do? Just be there. We're going to humble ourselves before you, and that's it. How's that work? All right. You can almost hear like, all right, don't screw it up. <laughs> Guess what? We screwed it up, but that's all right. We'll figure it out. So that's it's so important in the Declaration of Independence. Okay, so moving along. That to secure these rights, Governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers for the consent of the governed. Again, what does this do? In the second sentence, we get the form of government, which means God is first. And that governments are instituted among men. The people are underneath God and governments come from the people and are subordinate to the needs of the people to get there, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. This model we have right now is so upside down. Government thinks that it's above the people. We know that. And we have God that's been cast off to the side, and there are a whole bunch of people wandering out here think that God's a like just a, some sort of circus sideshow. And they've completely lost their way. And it's for this reason we are here. We don't have God in schools, and we have teachers and school boards putting kitty litter boxes in schools. I mean, that's I played this on two shows today. Literally, kitty litter boxes in schools for kids in the bathrooms for kids to, I, I guess, just listen to this. I, I can't even make this up. Heard something, um, and... I was stunned. Yesterday I heard that at least one of our schools in our town has a, in one of the unisex bathrooms, a litter box for the kids that identify as cats. I know what's going on nationwide. I know it is. It's part of the agenda that's being pushed. I don't, I don't even want to understand it. But I think that people need to be aware of it because I am really upset as a parent. Yeah, we don't need to understand it because it's Luciferian craziness. But as a parent, I wouldn't, I'm not just upset, I'm outraged. As a person, every parent should be outraged. Every person in this nation should be outraged. Who has their kid self-identify as a kitty and scratch in a glitter box? I mean, this is stupid, retarded. And it all happens because we have separated from God. So let me ask you all a question that's rhetorical, and I want you to think about it. If we are living in a nation that was designed to have God on the throne above us, and God has been ousted, not because we said so, but because a bunch of Luciferian crazies said so that are now in the political class that are ruling the nation along with the military industrial class, the Wall Street class, the, the uh, pharmaceutical class, and let us not forget the human sex trafficking and drug dealer class. Why, why are we giving allegiance to this government? It's not what we signed up for, literally. I'm not kidding when I say that. We didn't come into this world to be part of that. And so they've got us convinced that, like, you're here and you need to follow our rules. And I'm like, no. Let me get this clear. I don't follow anything from somebody that doesn't align and submit themselves to humbleness below God. And these people see themselves as God. So it's like, okay, check that box. No longer listening to you. Done. So there is really, <laughs> somebody just wrote, I identify as a vaccinated cabbage. 
Uh, this is awesome. I can see that the deep state has had such a serious impact on all of us. This is great. They literally are like, you must. And we're like, yeah, we're listening. Yeah, uh-huh, huh, sorry. I've got hard hearing all of a sudden. That's awesome, by the way. This is that we just have to continue with this defiance. But but the point of this whole thing is we aren't even in a government we're supposed to be aligned with, right? All right, so I'm going to continue with the second paragraph because I, I too often just jump through it, that whenever a form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, such keywords, and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. What's critical about that sentence is government is not supposed to be fixed in our nation, meaning we are constantly need to be aware and vigilant of the fact that government will try to become tyrannical. It will try to escape the humbleness and necessity of being subordinate to the people and to God. And we as subjects of God must always pursue the truth with God to make sure that government stays in alignment. And if it does not, we must abolish it and reset it. Continuing, prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light or transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while ills, evils are sufferable than to right themselves by, the, by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. So a couple of things. One is don't get whimsical and think you can flip the government every week and be like Italy, for example. They've had something like 57, 58 governments since they were established 50 years ago. That gives you an idea. At the same time, don't be complacent fools. And don't sit your tail on a, on a pew and sit, think that it's all going to get better because you threw a, f- a couple dollars in the offering plate and you prayed to God. It doesn't say that. It says be persistent, active. It's really putting the onus on those that are awake to constantly push for the vigilance of making sure this government stays in line. And that means we have to constantly work to keep people awake because the tendency of humankind is to fall asleep. And then it continues, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invices a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, and we're here, by the way, if you hadn't figured that one out, it is their right, keywords here, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Last time I checked, our government is not in alignment with God. It's not subordinate to the people. It believes that arresting people at will is okay. It uses extortion like taxes and threat of imprisonment and the declaration of people being domestic terrorists to literally shut down the people. It leverages corporate interests like big tech to censor and bypass the Constitution as well using corporations to do things like vaccination mandates, which they know they can get away with because it becomes a corporate policy. They use agents like the CDC, which is a privately owned corporation, and the Federal Reserve, which is a privately held corporation, to engineer financial chaos and health chaos in this nation. 
please tell me where in there that there's anything left in this government worth salvaging. And if you find it, email me because I'm not seeing it. And the point is we can salvage and must salvage our local communities, but it also means we have to reset them with the focus and intent of what it requires to be a county in in this country. We are the power of government, not government is the power over us. This is so important. The critical piece here on all of this is that we have to get clear where we're going. It's easy to tear down, but we have to know where we're going. And right now, that easiest path, first and foremost, it's a path. The gateway to that path is through Christ Jesus. That is it, the first step. We're stepping into that. When we embrace that path with Christ, we embrace an amazing path of truth and a walk of such strength and fearlessness that by that alone, we begin to see what it is that we have been in and what we are leaving. The clear, the clarity presents itself. From there, we have to become educated on how to do things better. It is our striving place. Some of that comes from reflecting honestly and truthfully on what we have around us currently and what, we are, what this process is that we're leaving. The other is a deep respect for what God has to offer us. And it really rests so much in Proverbs 24, 6. For by wise guidance, you will wage war. And in abundance of counselor there, counselors, there is victory. I love this passage because it's so indicative of success. It's not saying that one person is going to jump out there and be on their self and do their, all things right. It's saying that by wise guidance, we can wage war. And war takes many forms. We are in a war. It is an informational war. It is a, it's a psychological war. It is a medical tyrannical war. And we have to win. And information and truth is the centerpiece of that. Defiance is another critical piece of that. But we're going to ensure victory using an abundance of counselors. That's the beautiful thing of having fellowship and being anchored in our relationship with Christ. Not everybody sees things exactly the same way. That is the beauty of being in the body of Christ. But we are all pursuing the same thing. That's the incredible piece. Some are going to agree with an interpretation of Scripture. Some will not. But you know what doesn't happen or shouldn't happen anyway? We shouldn't be like pulling up walls and going, I'm all right, you're all wrong. When that happens, we're not talking Scripture anymore. And we aren't talking in the sense of God. This sort of turf wars that happen between churches. That's another one that drives me crazy. Which, by the way, just to highlight this, why is it that pastors are not calling out pastors? I really don't get this. We, I, listed, I listed this thing last night of this, these dirtbag pastors that are out here trying to convince people to take the vax. That is blasphemous. I mean, let's just be clear. Christ isn't going to take the vax. Christ wouldn't advocate for you to do so. And these pastors are doing it from the pulpit. Where much is given, much more is asked. And literally, much is given to these people to steer and to shepherd their flocks, so to speak, and they're walking them right into slaughter. So where are the voices of the pastors out here going, that is wrong? And I'm calling it out as wrong. It has to be wrong. 
And if we don't start having people hear what is right and what is wrong, how are they going to discern? Hence, an abundance of counselors. And in the abundance of counselors, there is victory. It takes strength. And it takes intestinal fortitude. That takes an anchoring in faith and God to speak truth out into the world. So we have to continue to push that. We work together. This is the beautiful thing about fellowship is as we do this and we build our local tribe and communities, we have to find those voices that we respect and will listen to because good voices, again, we aren't always going to agree but good voices will give you good insight as you move forward. And each one of us needs that. In a, in a marriage, hopefully that's a good relationship between husband and wife that they listen to each other. In a family, hopefully the children respect their father and their mother so that there can be good counsel given and it is heard. This is an important thing that we have to reset in our nation and reset in our just our lives and as we become accustomed to that, instead of being the lone gunner out here, you know, think about, just think about this. Every single icon that is developed in this culture is always an individual. Like somehow magically Steve Jobs works in his garage and Bill Gates is another one that somehow magically works in their garage and develops these global mega empires out of some tinkering they did on, next to a garbage can on the workbench. We know that's a lie. We know that's a total garbage story. But the thing is they're trying to get you to believe that just one person did this. That's not the case. A successful business person is going to have a good abundance of counselors around them to help them see. And it doesn't mean that they're there every day. It doesn't mean they're a board of directors. It means they're people that you can talk to and go, hey, what do you think about this? And they're going to say, well, here's my perspective. And you may throw it out. That's okay. But it's the idea that together we are working in these paths, and that's what enhances our, enhances our gifts and talents that God gives us. It's a fantastic piece, and it's a powerful component that God's given us right here in Scripture. So I'm going to scro- scroll on down to uh, near the end of the Declaration of Independence. I really, I'm going to do the whole declaration, I think, tomorrow night. I'll go through it line by line. Uh, and I, it's important because we have to get to the body of this to really appreciate how similar their challenges were then that they, we are now. But I, I want to hit on a couple of things here. And it's the challenge that our founding fathers were confronted with, which is a similar type of challenge we have today. And it goes on to say, and this is the second to last paragraph, nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and consanguinity. We must therefore acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind. Enemies and war in peace, friends. Enemies in war and in peace, friends. Patriots, that's one of the most powerful lines I think ever written. 
and I truly mean this because it's a it's such a devastating statement when you consider that they have been speaking to their friends and families. They were these people were tied to Mother England. And they were making appeals to them to support them in their cause to get the king to relinquish his draconian measures on the colonies. And they were and just like we see with the vax, they just turned a deaf ear. In fact, it probably got worse. They were probably very much like the vax. Do as we say or else. And so they have left that position of comfort and they've literally had to say, look, we are now in war and therefore you are our enemy, whether you are my brother, my mother, my father. If you've been sitting on that side in, in, the, in bed with the king in, in Mother England, guess what? You're now my enemy. In peace, we are friends, but we're not in peace now. It is a profound statement. And it's really one that we have to get in our hearts as difficult as this is. We're at war, and while we can maintain our amazing compassion and grace with those around us, because that's the walk that we do with Christ, we have to assume a martial status in the way that we live in this world. This is not, this is literally like, like you're going down to the five and dime going, hey, can I get a, an ice cream cone and some uh, licorice? We're, we're done with that time. We're in a time of frame now where war is real and it's pressing down upon all of us. It's dividing our nation. God has thrown a sword down and divided its people. And that sword is here. And if you're going to continue with that metaphor, God's not going to throw his sword down and say, oh, by the way, when you're ready, jump across the sword and go play on the other side and then jump on back and I'll take you back. This is a definitive time of split and focus. And that stature of how we walk defines how we will win. And that's a very critical aspect to get in mind. You're not going to win something if you're not going to live like a winner. You're not going to win something if you don't walk like somebody who is of strength, of strength and ultimately carries peace in their heart, but understands when it is to wage war and we're there. That decisiveness, that focus, that's the martial side that I talk about so much about Christ profound and i i so reject as you know i must say this like a 10 times a week i absolutely reject this smelly hippie love and hug image of christ i think it's ridiculous this is one of the mightiest warriors ever to reign ever to live and just because he did not wield a sort of steel it makes him in fact even more mighty than any anybody has ever seen so this is what we're challenged with, is in a time when we have a tyrannical government that is willing to use force, willing to use tools of bioweapons to kill its people, willing to use agents provocateur across the nation to install false flags. Let's get real about what's happening. Let's be very real. Let's not paint rosy pictures. And where, for all of the times that these things happened under Trump, where was the calling out and calling it what it was? We never saw that. Why didn't we hear the public release of information saying this was a false flag? These people were literally act, crisis actors tied in with a, a decisive kill. Why did we not hear those things? Why haven't we been openly hearing anybody in government calling out media for the ruse that they did, the fact that they have used paid actors to do many events, to stage things on TV. Why, why, why? The answer is always the same. 
you're looking at one big party that's playing people from both ends, and there is no real truth. We're at war with our government. Don't kid yourself. We are at war with the media. Don't kid yourself. We are at war with Wall Street. We are at war with central bankers. We are at war with Big Pharma. We are at war with the military-industrial complex because they do not see us as people. They see us as cattle, and we can win because what they don't want us to do, what they don't want us to believe is that, one, that we are not divided, we are united. Two, they fear this concept of our faith and love in Christ. They fear it. That's why they attack Christian societies first. That's why Christians around the world are being persecuted. And if this steps on toes for the Muslims, too bad. They obviously don't fear Muhammad because if they did, they would be slaughtering Muslims, and they're not. And they don't fear Buddha because if they feared Buddha, they'd be slaughtering Buddhists, and they're not. The group that they fear are Christians. And always Christians because they know that with our allegiance, love, and impassioned pursuit of that relationship with Christ, we do not care about them. That we do not answer to them. And that's what drives them nuts. But it's so nuts that they get violent. So, okay, fine. We're walking that path with God. This is where we go. And we are waging war. And we are in the process of waging war. 1 Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. And you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Listen to these words again. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. Patriots, that's the gift. That's the one thing we fight for every day. And that fire should rage in your belly. This is the warrior spirit. This is the power that Christ had within him that he walked amongst the people. Fearless, relentless. This is how we fight. And these people have no intention of doing good for you. I'm not telling you there aren't good people in government, but this is a different deal. Oh, there's some good people. Yeah, so what? I don't see them. We don't see them. They need to stand up and do their thing. We're on the outside of this machine, and that machine's wanting us. That's the same machine that's having, using taxpayer dollars to build kitty litter boxes for children in a, in a what do they call it, a neutral sex bathroom? I mean, what is that nonsense? We have to take this back, and the only way we're going to take it back is to not play on their game. That means we have to do, get parents to get their kids out of school, get them into homeschooling. Get them into homeschooling pods where communities can come together and support one another. We have to get our churches strengthen God back, get church, home churches back reestablished. When we find a good pastor, work with them. But the pastors have to get rid of this 501c3 nonsense. Free the pastors, and the pastors have to make that declaration themselves. No more 501c3 churches. We go back to what church it was intended to be. We have to get our responsibilities back and take accountability in our lives. That means that we have the responsibility to grow some of our own food, as much of it as we can, and have access to share it with neighbors because that's what we do in the walk with Christ. 
We have to re-energize our gifts and talents in such a way. And if you haven't, then learn what they are. Listen to God because we have to get on that path of right work where we're pursuing what we need through the gifts and talents. And sometimes it's not just one thing. Paul was a tent maker and Paul did his ministry. But part of being a tent maker was also his gift from God. These are the things that we must do. We have to reclaim our sovereignty over health. That means we take responsibility of our health on a daily basis. Diet, what we eat, supplements, eating well, growing your own food, take getting exercise, getting decent sleep, and then acquiring the things that we can to not only help ourselves but to help one another. Looking for those alternative care avenues, finding people that are not part of the biomedical nightmare. Naturopaths, massage therapists, physical therapists, these sorts of folks that are looking at health through a holistic way that we can call upon when in need. We have to get informed, and then informed action is the sixth pillar. Informed action is to be informed, not just about the politics in your community, but also the, polit- the things that are going on in your neighborhood. Informed action is being aware of what's going on and also building that library of knowledge in your home in text form that is there as a resource to build our knowledge of the things we need to do to reset. That's basic skills that so many have lost. And finally, we have to get put stewardship and conservation in our way because stewardship and conservation is reducing how much we consume, being conscious about where we buy, making sure we're buying only from patriot companies, people that are supporting a country, not supporting this progressive nonsense. We have to get Christ back at the center of everything. And when we start making this push and making these decisions, and it's not going to happen all at once, we continue this migration, that's the fight, the good fight of faith. That's the relentless fight of faith. That's the, that's the eternal life that's been promised to us because when we're here, that's the fight we do every single day relentlessly and ruthlessly. And when we make that commitment to make this shift, to make that break, wow. You're going to see you're going to see elites freak out, which will be that's worth watching by the way. Probably that's the popcorn moment. But in the meantime, we have a lot of work to do, and it never stops because we've always been here in a war behind enemy lines. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom. That's directives from your commander-in-chief, God. Occupy the land and expand the kingdom. That's not, that does not say, sit on the pew and pray to me, and we'll see what we can do about getting a, um, an annex out here. That's not what it says. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom. In other words, fight. And that's where we are. We are warriors in God's army, and we will prevail. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these times that we come together. We are blessed, truly blessed, Lord, with the courage and ferocity that you put within our heart, that flame of righteousness that burns, that's awakened, and it's getting us to stand and be bold and to see this world clearly without the filters that they want on us. Lord, let us be strong in this time to strength to the level of as we walk with Christ, it's felt by others. Let that light shine through us. And Christ Jesus, we pray to you to be with us in these times, to just push your light and your your incredible love, that agape 
force through us that others can see and be drawn to. And with that, give us the opportunities, Lord, that we can then guide them and point them in that way to find that themselves, to grow the ranks of these armies of the true believers. Let this force shake the earth. Let evil quake in our presence. And let us always and never forget the sacrifices that were made for us to be here and what we are fighting for. Take hold of the eternal life to which we were called. And Lord, we are here before you. And we say, send me. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Let the fires of righteousness rage within you. That's what we need. And when we get there and we're doing that sort of intensity every day, oh, it's intense. It's a great intensity. It's that intensity that you, you just can't get enough of. And when we're walking in that space, let me tell you, it turns heads. It's a glorious thing. All right, Patriots. It's a fantastic time to be alive. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Our prayers are so important. Keeps us tied to that solid rock of faith. Father's with us. He'll never forsake us. All we have to do is trust and trust more deeply in him than ever before. Jesus is right there. Just reach to him. And yes, God will win this, but our role, our mission here is so important. He has us here in this time, in this place for such a time as this. Mission forward. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom. And that's what we will do. I'll see you tomorrow tonight for Bards FM. Don't forget tomorrow as well, I have the Brighton TV show at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. And then tomorrow night, I think we'll dig into the Declaration of Independence line by line on Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose.
sunsets down over the hill where the lost got found. Reaching through somehow. Oh, you're an island when the world is too loud. When the seasons change, I know the space between us will stay the same. Resting on this faith, when your soul answers calls far away. Safe place to hide from the rain. 